Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. In the spirit of ANU's motto, which is, first to know the nature of things, we acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and waterways, which were never ceded. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend our respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples listening today. I asked the Prime Minister, how good is Australia? Please explain. I'm here to make a public statement. Look, I'm going to uh, shirt from Mr I am a fighter and not a fighter. I don't think I know I want to thank uh, that fellow down under. Oh, fair shake of the sauce bottle, mate. G'day, g'day. Mark Kenny here with the final episode of Democracy Sausage for 2023. I think it's 2023, isn't it? God, it's been a, uh, a long and arduous year and one that's been not without its negative stories. But we're going to have a little bit of fun today, as we normally do at this time of year, because it is time for the fourth annual Democracy Sausage Awards. Um our lawyers are preparing to defend us for a number of things that could be said here. All in jest, well, most of it anyway. Uh, we have our usual cast to do so, Dr. Maria Tiflaga from the School of Politics and International Relations. Hi there, Maria. Hi. And I feel like we should have like some kind of music for this, you know, like a little tune or Well, that, you have roll. to take that up with Angus Blackman, who is, uh, of course, producer uh, extraordinaire, uh, the brains behind a lot of the things we do and, uh, and, and the muscle as well. All round um, good egg. Yeah, uh, we'll have to talk to him about that. Yes, um, we need some sort of sting that really, really um, lowers the tone. Yeah, that lowers exactly. Yeah. We don't want anything raising the tone. This no. isn't about that. Um, and of course, always happy to have Professor Frank Bongiorno from the School of History at ANU, and a um, a regular on Democracy Sausage, but a, an, an absolute staple of this particular <laughs> this particular <laughs> abomination. <laughs> yeah, this without you. Thanks, Mark. We probably also need a trophy, like an Oscar-style right. trophy. I, I can't imagine what it would the gilded be. Gilded sausage. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. I like yeah. it. What do you think, Angus? Is yeah. we have budget for that? It, it, it is an audio, um, you know, kind of medium that we're dealing in, though. Of course. It, yeah, so yeah, yeah, but on the podcast, you know, there's a picture. Think about on, it. On the on the web. Yeah. Web, yeah. web, 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 web yeah. your platforms correct. Yeah. Right. No, no, yeah. no. Like in your app, right? Oh, right. It's okay. Uh, oh. oh, I see. You're thinking. Yeah. You're thinking multi-dimensionally. That's right. That's yeah. right. Well, I hope you can keep that up because we've got to, we're going to in, involve ourselves in some interesting mental gymnastics now. Now, as you know, we take this very seriously, and so we begin with the August Award for the most flagrant and self-interested political backflip. Hey, uh a coveted award, I think, that uh, people are you know, hoping they can score each year and they do their very best. I've got some names here um, that we can speak to and uh, we'll arrive at some sort of conclusion on them. The first one, Frank, over to you, is Benjamin Netanyahu on Hamas. Now, it's not a very – this has not been a joyous topic, uh, the, um, the war in the Middle East. Um, but nonetheless, speak to this. Uh, you've, you've put this suggestion forward, Benjamin Netanyahu – on Hamas. 
Yes, it's a very grim topic. But yes, on this one, I mean, the things I'm hearing are that, uh, you know, he'd basically been, um, I don't know, using Hamas, cultivating Hamas against the P, the, the Palestinian Authority. Yeah, the, the PA. The, the, the PA, yeah. the PA. And uh, um, yes, I, I mean, I, I was in Israel and uh, occupied territories in January and, and we, we visited Gaza crossing, and uh, yeah, thousands of Gazans come into Israel each day, and uh, this wasn't contextualised at the time uh, when I witnessed this, uh, but it, it looks like this was a part of this kind of general cultivation, I guess, of 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 Hamas in a, in a an attempt, I guess, to to sort of um, yeah to play a kind of divide and rule type approach and and well here we are basically I suppose is the best way of yeah I suppose yeah. yeah I suppose you could yeah. say that I mean the, the the number of people who go from Gaza into Israel now is less than used to be the case um, it's probably more than was the case a year ago I've seen some figures about this mm. um, and it used to be that vast numbers of people because there's there's just f- Vastly insufficient work and industry yeah, in right. Gaza yes. for people. The unemployment rates like yeah. about forty eight percent or something. Yeah, shocking. It's horrendous. Yeah. And so Gaza is absolutely dependent on Israel for a lot of its staples, mm-hmm. uh, fuel, water, food, mm-hmm. um, and um, and and other things that it, that it can't make itself. So Israel has had a, a fair amount of leverage over Gaza. And I guess what mm. you're saying is that um, there's been this kind of Political use for Netanyahu and the ultra nationalists mm. that make up his government in in having having Hamas, who's been controlling Gaza, having them there as a kind of the, you know the bogeyman across the border, mm. whereas the Palestinian Authority has been depicted as, and obviously it's it's helped with its poor performance here, but it's been depicted as weak and illegitimate and ineffective and those sorts of things. Mm. So that's had a political. Advantage for uh, you know sort of a use for Netanyahu yeah. through this whole period. It's it's um, and now it's exploded and the, 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 you can understand his backflip if that's the case. Yeah, I mean it, the mm. an, uh, the other d- dimension of it is that by um, essentially facilitating Hamas being uh, propped up largely through Qatari money, um, you know, to support humanitarian um, assistance in in Hamas over over you know fifteen years now. Um, it actually enables um, uh, the sort of dynamic where it's difficult for the Palestinians to actually coordinate as one kind of people, yeah. and and it also allows him to sort of say, well, how can I negotiate with these sort of terrorists, right? Which which facilitates not progressing the Oslo Accords and not progressing the two state um, solution. So it it has been um, it was a very uh, successful um, short to medium term policy and. And um, and one that it was inherently unstable. Yes, and it's blown up in his face. Absolutely. Um, which is not to uh, not to uh, take any culpability away from from Hamas, of course, um, whom we Absolutely condemn not. absolutely for the record for oh, yes. everything uh, yeah. pretty well that they mm. exist for. Uh, and it, in fact, it's funny. It just occurred to me when I was thinking about this earlier that right now, you know, I haven't heard, I haven't sort of seen this written anywhere. But right now, if Hamas was to step out of the way there would be a greater chance, I would have thought, of Palestinian statehood than at any time in, re- in recent times. That is, there would be strong support from the international community for Palestinian statehood. The big block to that now is Hamas itself. And obviously Israel has been a, a massive 
um, frustrator of that goal for a long time with settlements mm. in the West Bank and, and and with that very strategy we've just been talking about of essentially fostering Hamas's mm. power and limiting the PA. But um, I mean the 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 um, disingenuousness and the scheming and the politics in this area has mm. been horrendous. But it, it is fascinating to think that. Um, the one thing that Hamas has done is it, it through its atrocities on October seven and since has been to absolutely rocket this issue back onto the, the center stage internationally, mm-hmm. and I think um, uh, that that uh, for all parties there would be mm-hmm. um, obviously great advantage if Hamas could be got rid of without the loss of any further Palestinian lives. That doesn't seem possible, but were it possible, I think we would be on a path to uh, Palestinian statehood, which would be a huge advance. Um, We'll quickly go through some of the others we've got on this list. Malcolm Turnbull on The Voice. Now, this goes to the fact that Turnbull initially was opposed to the creation of The Voice. Yeah, he called it a third chamber, He called it a third chamber of parliament. And frankly, uh, I think it's fair to say that there's two things to say about that. One, it was done somewhat summarily. It was it was almost an immediate reaction from his government at the time that the Uluru Dialogues proposed this. Um, and um, and another one. There was two, and that was just one of them. <laughs> <laughs> there was another one. Um, yeah. No, yeah. no. Uh, the other one was just to say that it it didn't exactly persist in that language, but right through the through recent years and into this referendum that notion persisted. So it did quite a lot of damage, that idea. It did immense damage. And and in retrospect, I mean, historians do this all the time. They sort of use hindsight and, you know, like to sound very wise after the event. But you you could, I think, make the case that it was dead basically at the point where Turnbull did that to it because that essentially showed that someone who was regarded as of the, the kind of progressive wing, more progressive wing of the Liberal Party, was so beholden to his own party's right, to the National Party, that there was no room for manoeuvre on this issue, even if he'd wanted to. And that's kind of where we ended up in 2023. It is, although Turnbull himself, Mm. of course, by then was a supporter, was a yes vote and advocated that uh, with some caveats, but advocated a yes vote. So that's, I suppose, Mm. why it's been put on the list. I mean, I would have preferred if he had um, just been a bit more honest about the fact that he had made a mistake in um, in his change of... Of position, because um, he argued, in fact, that this really proved that he was a pure Republican, and yes. that fed the argument that there was some sort of special right being conferred on First Nations people by the existence of the voice. Well, I think it just created added additional complexity to what was already, you know, a noodle salad of crazy complexity by that stage, yeah, yeah. and um, and 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 you know, and sort of disappointing for a politician of. Um, of his intellectual kind of caliber and I suppose really sort of shot up by someone like Julian Lisa who was so capable of articulating a case for a voice in actually very simple language which was like linked to true facts. Sure, yeah. but, but but he couldn't even carry his own electorate. Um no. Julian Lisa. I mean No, he did get close. He did get close. That's true. And uh, uh great respect to him. We'll come back to that. Uh another one is Daniel Andrews, uh who um, whose government bid for the Commonwealth Games 
<laughs> and then and won it and won oh, the yeah. bid and then uh, and then sort of uh, and it was going to do it regionally, which sounded cockamamie to me, mm. uh, given the amount of sort of infrastructure that would be involved and and all of that. You could sort of understand. Why the do logic you hate infrastructure, it. Mark? Why do you hate it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. I, I think it's great. Yeah. I, I think it's great. I just don't know that I like the idea of building Commonwealth Games infrastructure in. Shepparton, Nanagoon, or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, witchy proof. In fact, I do like the idea of building it as long as it gets, <laughs> you know, used. Yeah, and true. and Melbourne yeah. is often described as the sports capital of the world, right? Mm. Uh, and they're quite proud of that that uh, yeah. claim. Well, I would have thought, ergo, there's there's some infrastructure there that might have been utilizable for this yeah. festival of the uh, <laughs> of of empire. Uh, anyway. <laughs> It's been renamed now, Mark. The Commonwealth Games has played such an important role for this country over the decades. It, it, you know, it showed that we were really giant killers, even though we couldn't, you know, couldn't win gold medals in the Olympics. But we did. We did eventually, but even when we couldn't, we were still winning them in the Commonwealth Games. Yeah, but why doesn't that... that I, look, They're I'm, gold I'm, still, look, Frank. Yeah, I, I still think gold is gold. Gold is gold, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. So there might have been chocolate inside, uh, yeah. but you know, yeah, that's yeah. true. But that's, that's actually true. quite mean to like all saying. the athletes that have won these medals. I'm really sorry. I can barely throw. So. <laughs> but besides, it'd be like saying that sub, you know, sort of. Uh, subsequent levels of any sport ought not bother because they're not at the top level. I mean, mm. you know, it still matters. Oh, no, it's very important, not least because it's my last throw of the dice. They have lawn bowls. And let's be <laughs> honest, I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the only chance that I now have well, of I'm playing get, elite sport. I'm I'm get, whites, I might yeah. be a lawn bowl. Even that's becoming an issue. But um, You've got the yeah, bias the knees, for it. Right, so. <laughs> but I don't have the hip. I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to give you a tip on it, though. I'm going to give you a tip. If you do take up long bowls, it's not you don't throw the dice. You roll the ball. That's right? true. Yeah. That's true. Um, <laughs> My last roll of the yeah. ball. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. And another one that I thought would be worth mentioning was the Albanese's government, uh, the Albanese government's uh, response to the High Court decision on indefinite detention, mm. which initially was mm. calm and procedural, and we're waiting to see what the High Court says before we, uh, you know, look at changing the law because if we change the law before then, how do we know what we're patching up if we haven't seen the High Court's reasons? And then within days the politics overcame it and the politics basically has continued to overcome it ever since and, of course, the government moved very quickly then and Parliament had to be established. So technically... Is, is, that, is that a backflip or more of a just sort of mad scramble to the to the exit? Well, you know? it's a backflip in the sense that it wasn't going to happen and suddenly it had to happen. It had to happen so quickly yeah. that Parliament had to stay longer and those sort of things. Um Perhaps not the uh, the most uh, egregious of them. I think the one that I like most. What in we terms didn't of- actually cover was the 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 backflip of the um, Daniel Andrews with his newly repaired back as well. Might add um, of of cancelling the the games. Right? You know, I mean that was quite. Did neat. I not mention that? No. <laughs> Oh. We just talked about the fact that there were going to be little boondoggles out in, okay. uh, so, in well, regional Well, Victoria. yeah, the backflip was a fact that they yeah. sort of, yeah. it was a good idea and then it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. pulled the pin on the It was quite, the, quite yeah. the announcement, though, you know, very dramatic. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was a classic Daniel Andrews announcement, actually. 
if you think I'm going to waste this much money, well, I'm not. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, kids. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's I'm going to spend the money on staffers instead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I he mean, was out know. the door anyway. He, 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 he legged it. Yeah. Um, but, but, yes, look, he it got was. 80 people in his office needs a few more. It's 90, I think. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, there you go. See, that bloody yeah. inflation. It is. It's inflationary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and a final one. I know we're not going to get through all these if we move at this pace. But anyway, final one in this in this category, David Cameron. I like this one because oh. he he uh, he resigned as a result of the uh, he was he was pro remain in Europe he resigned as a result of the Brexit referendum result he's now back in the very same party in the very same government as its foreign minister in the House of Lords and all is forgiven and of course it's massively pro leave and everything else I just think, well... He's got to sell it all overseas, yeah. Those are my principles. If you don't like them, hey, I've got others. Got some others, <laughs> yeah. It's sort of, I mean, you know, you think of Australian parallels and there are any number of interesting possibilities. I mean, why doesn't anyone ever talk about bringing Paul Keating back, for instance? I mean... He's younger than Biden. Yeah, well, indeed. <laughs> Still. Indeed. You know, there's all these... John Howard. We could get John Howard back. <laughs> yeah. Maintain back. your age. <laughs> Maintain the rage. <laughs> <laughs> we need a House of Lords. I mean, I suppose we kind of do. The Senate's a bit similar where parties just decide, oh, we'll bring Bob Carr in. But um, so we, can't, that doesn't we, mean... we can't be too smug, can well, we, about how they do this I, in Britain? I, I guess the question yeah. is why didn't Mr Howard run for pre-selection most recently in New <laughs> South Wales? That's true. Yeah. yeah. And there is another critical difference, of course. I mean, he just gets appointed to the Lords. Yeah. I mean, there are still yeah. appointed yeah. members they, they, of the House are. of Lords. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Anyway, what do you what do you say? I'm I'm going to go with um I'm going to go with Daniel Andrews. Yeah, I mean you know just because because other... I mean the backflips and and Olympics, the, uh, Commonwealth Games and stuff. It's yeah. got that athletic yeah. you know yeah. connotation. Also, you know, as disappointing as not playing the games out is, this is the one that was the least depressing and uh, yeah, that's true. Actually, has like levity. So I, I, I'm going to go with, yeah, with, yeah. with 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 Daniel yeah. Andrews. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's a good choice. He's yeah, he's yeah. joined some some salubrious uh, company mm. with previous winners there. So now this one's yeah. much more serious. Very weighty issues we're about to discuss here, as conveyed by the very august title, and it's a coveted one, mm. Biggest Dill, <laughs> in brackets, knob. <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember? It's class in this show. It was Laurie, Laurie Oakes, wasn't it? Was it? He loved Chris the word ba- dill. Chris Barry or something. Someone, I remember he said, do you feel like a bit of a dill? Yeah, yeah. he yeah. liked the yeah. word dill, and the yeah. other word he liked a lot was dopey. Dopey. You know, yeah. Said, yeah. such yeah. and such a policy was yeah. just plain dopey. Dopey, dopey, yeah. Well... <laughs> I think you might have listed this one, Frank, Peter Dutton, for imagining that taking the low road on every issue will somehow allow him to do an Abbott. No, that doesn't sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I think it's too yeah. early to say. He might be right. Uh, well, yeah, well, he could well be. It's he, true. I suppose yeah. we still are in data collection mode, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, uh, he's yeah. given it a red hot go, though. You know, yeah. I mean, um, I think he might have uh, pulled the wrong rein on the uh, going hard on this Israel thing, though. Ah, uh, mm. yeah, that that, that looked, I, I I agree there. Um, because there's a lot of people in those Labor seats. We've discussed this before, but in those outer metropolitan Labor seats, safe mm-hmm. Labor seats, that he seems to be going after, who are of Arab and Muslim descent mm-hmm. uh, in those communities, and. Uh, the absolutely sort of completely one-sided view, this is all about Mm. absolute unqualified commitment to Israel, 
um, no, make no mention of civilian deaths or illegal settlements or anything yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yes. Well, I guess it's part of his his sort of genius, such as it is. You know, he's he's a very good black and white straight lines guy politician. Yeah, you know, and um, and it's it's an interesting comparison to to Abbott, who um, you know absolutely could play in black and white, but then. He had a Abbott had a, a, a actually a large degree of complexity um, um, to him, which I think rounded out his political character and and made him, I suppose, someone that people had a harder time making judgments about whilst he was opposition leader, which you know sort of crystallised after he became. Didn't take Prime that Minister. long for them to make judgments about him. No, it I, didn't. In fact, just by way of interesting curio on this. Abbott went from winning an election, which he won on the 7th of September in... Second largest majority since the Second World War. Yeah, 30 seats. 90 uh. seats to 55. Uh. The election was on the 7th of September from from memory. And by Christmas, he was back behind in the polls. Uh. And uh, that is interesting. I don't think any mm. government... And that was partly a strategy, a deliberate strategy at the time we were told about, you know, trying to not be right and not be that sort of, mm. you know, feed the media every day sort of stuff. But... There was just this sort of vacuum almost. And, well, speaks- and then, of course, they followed it up with the, they March came out of that with the March budget, which was an absolute stinker. Yeah. <laughs> and well, that breaking all these promises and stuff. And basically, it was sort of, yeah. you know, sort of don't bother peddling anymore after that. Well, it sort of speaks to the fact that that, that, that 2013 election in, in large part was a catharsis. And it, it's actually evident in the, in the AES data as well, yes. you know, with um, Abbott, I think, having the, the lowest approval rating. Well, Morrison, I think, won in the end. That oh, particular that's competition. true. He did. Yeah. He I mean, did. one of the really interesting measures in AES was that in 1996 and 2007, on the major questions about trust, there's an increase in political trust that, it, that coincides with a change of government. There was nothing in yep. 2013, absolutely mm. nothing. No, because yeah. he because yeah. government had yeah. been absolutely yeah. trashed. I mean, yeah. it was the yeah. whole sort of triumph of three-word slogans, mm. as is being tried in the UK at the moment with the mm. Stop the Boats, mm. uh, you know, Rwanda plan that's now been uh, passed through the uh, the House of Commons uh, on second reading. And um, uh, with the help of some Australian advisors, they are going down precisely mm. that path. And, you, and the Tories, of course, are... Are sort of going further at it because there's even more madness that's happening there. It's a real pity about Australia Day, though, don't you think, Mark? The fact that they're not going to have a big Australia Day celebration in Australia House in London. <laughs> oh, really? It's yeah, really it's sad. Been yeah. Canned, oh, yeah. No. yeah, yeah, it's dreadful. Yeah. Is that in the inflation again? Oh uh, well, yeah. I mean, Was it's not clear whether it's political correctness gone mad. Uh, well, exactly. It's not clear whether it's sort it's of political correctness <laughs> gone mad. I'd say. <laughs> Austerity, austerity, or wokeness. Uh, it's just not, not yeah, clear at this yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, yeah. definitely wokeness. One single British sausage probably costs twenty five pounds. You know, <laughs> you can't can't have a proper sausage sizzle. Well, as I saw Jeff Kitney say recently, he lived in meat. he lived in uh, in London for I think he said five years okay. and. Uh, he never got invited. Me you know, there he was, senior correspondent for the Fin. I think it was. Yeah. He never got invited to these things, but uh, you had to be part of the the crowd. Yeah, the crowd. Yeah, um, yeah. which yeah. is yeah, it w- yeah, absolutely. I think Rolf Harris used to get. <laughs> he would be basically invited <laughs> the long experience. Yeah, he doesn't make the the list this year. Um, <laughs> sadly, um, sadly. Yeah. Uh, who does make the list though? Another is Elon Musk. Now this one's for oh. paying. Um, paying $43 billion for a company that he, the, the he then basically tanked, ran into the sand um, and uh, turned it 
I had written down on my notes, and I'm not sure whether I'm you know able to say this, but he seemed to have a strategy which was to make Twitter shitter. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what actually is kind of incredible about his his uh, genius Why would you do here that? is that he succeeded. Oh yeah, he succeeded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just exactly. an absolute exactly. sewer of, exactly. of you know. It would have been better if if they just like he when he changed the name to X and just had a little sign under new management, right? Like, yeah, it just would have been an indication. Mm. Stay the hell away from yeah. this restaurant. Yeah, mm. yeah. I don't know why people don't just call it X Twitter instead of struggling with whether yeah. saying it's X the thing that used to be Twitter. It's X Twitter, mm. and it certainly isn't mm. what it was. Mm. Um, and look, I'm going to throw another one in there, which is uh, offshore as well, along with Musk, and that is George Santos, as they say it in mm. America the um, U.S. Republican from New York's 3rd District who became, I think, only the fifth member of the House in its history to be expelled, ejected and removed. I mean, this guy has been described as a fabulist who confected everything from his CV to his education to mm. um, even his, his, his genealogy. He said at one stage that... Uh, uh, we told many people over a long period of time that he was Jewish, and then when it was established that this was entirely fictional, he said, "Look, well, actually, what I'd always been saying is that I am Jewish." Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. and he no. said this with a straight face, oh. Botox. So that'd to be hell. sort of like me being Italianish, yeah, yeah. 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 Italianate. But also, Italianate. you know, the dad joke there about <laughs> like Je- Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So. Um, it's pretty hard to go past him, to be honest. He's sort of the John Friedrich of American politics. <laughs> <laughs> Who's John Friedrich? Oh, Maria, Sorry. you're showing your youth. So, yes. <laughs> oh, he was a fabulist in Victoria in the 1980s. Who, yeah. you know, um, I, I love fabulists. I yeah. think it's always Maybe good. We to, every every, every sort of biggest every fabulist. sort of epoch needs one. You know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he ran this thing called the National Safety Council of Victoria and oh borrowed a lot of money and uh, oh eventually it went bust. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah he, right. and he went on the run. Yeah. Of course he yeah. did. Of yeah. course he did. Yeah. Yeah. The era of spivs. Uh, indeed. Yeah. 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 The, the era yeah. of skates. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. tasteless case. Yeah. Yeah. Um Okay. What are we going to go with? I, I, my vote is for George Santos. I just think yeah. the egregiousness of it and the spectacularity, I've invented that word, but I think mm. it is yeah. fine for this. Yeah, I mean, you know, I um I value creativity and um and so yeah <laughs> and and I'm, going hard at it. That's yeah. right. That's right. You know, um what, what's this one called? This this, this is the deal. Yeah, the de- oh the deal of the year. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. that's he's certainly a deal. Well, he's you know he's probably gone a long way on his faking of whatever it is he faked. Let's move quickly on because mm. we're gonna we're gonna mm. agree on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. So let's move quickly on to yeah. the maddest moment. Now, formally, this was uh, just of the Trump presidency because it sort of mm. owned the category by itself. <laughs> but of course, yeah. Trump's not uh, around. I say momentarily. Mm. <laughs> um, he may be. Has he said some crazy shit in his trials? He must have said something crazy. Oh, oh he's said day. many, many things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no. Totally I guess bad. we're just all sort of inured to it, right? It's just, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, of course, yeah. There's. We've been talking a little about Israel. What about Boris Johnson and uh, and Scott Morrison going to Israel? I mean, just recently, you know, like in the wake of the attacks, to show solidarity with Israel. It's pretty mad, I would have thought. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, it was one of those things where you kind of wondered what the Israelis thought, whether they felt it was a good idea. Oh, no, they think all such things are a good idea. Yeah. Not not every Israeli. I don't want no. to tie them, but I'm talking no, about no. the you government. You mean the government, I mean yeah. the absolutely hard-line right-wing government. Yeah, but two failed political leaders. I mean, it's not exactly prestige stuff, is it? You know, no. I, I, I think, I think like, it'll take any, you know. Yeah. Given, well, given the criticism is growing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true, yeah. I mean, imagine the conversation between those two, like, you know. My my favourite, my favourite for this category, and I don't know whether you two kept tabs on this, but the recent UK Tory convention uh, in, uh, in Britain, obviously, uh, where a succession of speakers uh, urged conservatives to fight, to get up there and fight, be prepared to fight, mm. um, fight for your rights, fight to stop what's happening and so forth. This is the party of government. <laughs> They've been there thirteen years. That's right. When Rishi Sunak said that um, the last uh, last uh, thirty years of, of of government had been completely useless, and yeah. of, of which, of course, he has has been a large part oh, of. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. It was uh, Penny Mordaunt uh, who was one of the aspirants for the leadership. Uh, mm. Uh, but Sue Ella Braverman and uh, and, and uh, Liz Truss, basically a, a cavalcade of of hopefuls and pretenders and uh, you know shakers downer uh, were um, were was, all. Was Liz Truss this year or last year? The lettuce thing was that. It feels like it was all the same year. But I think mm. was she prime minister last year? Uh, I think it might have been just toward the end of last yeah, year. Yeah, well, that's a pity. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that would that would have been perfect. Yeah, yeah. the flogging a wet lettuce. Not exactly, award. <laughs> not 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 outlasting a lettuce. Exactly. Let me just read you a, 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 an extract of what she she said to the Tories. This is Penny Mordaunt with her arms outstretched and um, <laughs> pacing around the stage. Uh, it really did have the feeling of a you know sort of high school speech. Um, <laughs> have courage and conviction. Because when you stand up and fight, the person behind, beside you stands up and fights. And when our party stands up and fights, the nation stands up and fights. <laughs> now, and when our biased. nation stands up and fights, other nations stand up and like fight. Bay the they MCG. stand up and fight for things upon which the progress of humanity depends. Freedom. That is what conservatives do, which makes me wonder what the hell they have been doing for the last 13 <laughs> years. But, uh, if that, that struck me as... Pretty yeah, that's mad. pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a sort of unreality to that, you know. I mean, um, I guess the Tories, in a way, are desperately trying to construct an alternate uh, reality, kind of yeah, and, and past in which they are the opposition running for election. Well, this again. is this has been <laughs> yeah. tried and sometimes succeeds. Sometimes I mean, arguably, succeed. that is what Morrison did in 2019. Yeah. They sort of ran against the man, you know, the big manifesto mm. of Bill Shorten Labor, uh, ran a small target from government. Um, the Canberra think, bubble. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, well, I think it, which it, he was captain. Yeah, well, it's true. That's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. I mean, I miss, I miss, captain I miss, bubble. You know, for this episode, I do miss Mr. Morrison. But he's still he, there. He gave. He gave, hey, he won't go away. No, I know that. But you know, like in terms of, um, in terms of this episode, you know, I felt he really enriched, enriched the event. Uh, we're gonna have to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna try and scoot through a few more categories. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When the wind veered, the smoke was driven backwards, revealing a most amazing scene. Standing columns of fire. To Be Continued is a new podcast that explores the rich world of lost literary fiction from Australia's past. It helps you to understand the way in which knowledge is kind of not something that's out there waiting to be discovered, but it's something that you create. To Be Continued is brought to you by the Australian National University and is available now on your favourite podcast app. Welcome back. Let's uh, have a look now at the most visible explanation for a government or political failure. There's a few... There's a few that spring to mind here. Um, I thought the Qantas Qatar Airways thing was pretty hopeless. Um, Qatar Airways looking for some extra uh, slots, as they call Mm. them. Um, The government basically faffed around for a long time and then said no. There were already suspicions or mumblings or rumblings, whatever you want to call them, about the relationship between Qantas and the government. it didn't look good, and the government's explanation of it was incomplete, inadequate, reluctant, and in the end, unconvincing. Which you don't really want to be, do you? I mean, that no, might that no. might be a uh, description of this podcast as well. But nonetheless, <laughs> <laughs> well, perhaps. But but I'll leave it to others to judge. Yeah, that's not for us yeah, to say. That's right. That's right. What about the the government's um, refusal or or its sort of mealy mouthedness around the? COVID inquiry and and um, its refusal to uh, extend the, the parameters of um, the inquiry to investigating aspects of, of state government decision making, you know. Is that what you think that, that it's about, that it's about protecting state governments from the electoral sort of opprobrium attached quite, to lockdowns and the like? Quite possibly. I mean, um, but it certainly leaves. I mean, I you know their justification was that essentially, like we want to keep it to to federal um, dimensions, and the added advantage of that would be that it would focus on the previous government and not necessarily on on other Labor um, governments. But um, I guess facing you, elections. Well, that's right. I mean, <laughs> when we look at we look at the the extent of the UK COVID inquiry and how important that has been for uncovering significant public policy failures, it's not like there weren't any here. Um, I don't know. I just, I just thought that was a, a mealy-mouthed excuse. Is it, is it as bad as mm. Qantas and Qatar? Well, perhaps not. Well, another one might, might literally be the, um, the backflip nomination you made around the, the high court decision on, on detainees. You know, uh, in terms of a, a failure of process, I suppose, mm. or, or a justification. Yeah, yeah. For a rushing of process. No, but I think the point you make about uh, the uh, COVID inquiry, the sort of narrowing of those terms of reference so that it doesn't take in everything is 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 a pretty good point to make actually i mean my 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 first instinct about it beyond the very factual points you make is that i don't think there's a lot of political risk in it for the government in doing so because people don't really want to talk about covid they don't want to think no, about it much don't. this is why we see inadequate policy now frankly in relation to it and you know, it, it 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 continues on as a as a public health problem, um, and talk to the epidemiologists and first line health workers about it, and they know this, right? And they're mm-hmm. still wondering where's the public relations campaign? In fact, where the hell was the public relations 
public messaging campaign all the way through this. It's just mm. mystified me all the way through. Um, we spoke well, well, yeah. I mean, the fact that there's no accessible public information around um, vaccination is yeah. extraordinary. I yeah. mean, you know, uh, if you've had four, you're meant to have a fifth. When are you meant to have a fifth? No, I mean, you'd, you'd have to basically Google and yeah. find it buried, I imagine, a government website to find out what, you know, is, yeah. is the recommended way forward for this stuff. It's quite extraordinary, really. And a, 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 I think a real failure of the collective will. It is, it, it is, a, which, a, which, yeah. which, which sort of depresses me because one of the things I felt most sort of pleased about in the early stages of the pandemic was this notion of community that sort of mm. seemed to suddenly come back to the fore, you know, where, where we were acting in ways that were not just about ourselves but about protecting each other. Mm. Um, and I just felt like the government never really rose to that. Um, mm. they, there was always a reluctance. There was never there was never any kind of, as I say, sort of um, good quality public information, you know, ads on mm. all different platforms of the slip, slop, slap That's type, right. exactly. type level yeah. because this was a clear and present danger, like mm. right now, you know, which mm. is essentially what present means. Uh, and, and yet it mm. was all very sort of reluctant and piecemeal and, um, and it mm. continued that way and it continues that way now. It, it bears on... I mean, this was a great failure of the, you know, sort of Rudd-Gillard years. And, you know, I think we are getting echoes of it again. Labor seemed very reluctant to impress what you might call Labor values on government. And we've seen that, you know, with, I suppose, the asylum seeker issue recently, where they basically capitulated to the opposition and its narratives and stories. And, you know, you, you can kind of see COVID's a great example of that, where you would imagine that a social democratic government would be talking about collective responsibility. Mm, They'd mm. be deploying public resources so that people were encouraged to see their responsibility for the welfare of others. Precisely. I agree. That's that's a very good point. And, that's and they fail sort of where every I was time. Going. I don't yeah. know why they do this. Like, I mean, it's, it's... Like the whole mask debate, for example, got mm, really mm. kind of mugged by this, by this argument that I don't have to wear a mask if I don't want to. It's a question of personal mm. freedom. Whereas it ought to have been sold much more forcefully and front-footedly as as a matter of politeness, as a mm. matter of mm. care for that person that you are buying the coffee from, mm. or that you are standing near on the bus, or that you are, uh, you know, in the in the near the water cooler at, or whatever it might be. That, in other words. The same reason that we cover our mouth when we cough or whatever, you mm. wear a mask because the person that you're dealing with, that stranger you're dealing with, doesn't know whether you do or don't mm. have COVID. You may not know yourself. Mm. And so as a matter of protection. And that was a message that I think some people got, but it never really mm. gathered any real grip or momentum in the community. I mean, I think it is interesting that in some ways they have not wanted to broaden the scope because, you know, a, a, a broader scope would involve a discussion of schools and their administration and their funding and the sort of social relation in our society. And, of course, in hospitals, which, you know, um, we still know are under a great deal of, of pressure. And I think the, the New South Wales government has just, like, agreed to a 25% increase for uh, paramedic staff, you know, yesterday or this, or this morning in, in recognition of the fact that the, those strains are are in place and and it kind of goes to attitudes that governments have had now for for 30 years around the provision of public services mm. which relates precisely to what you were saying about labor values mm. you know and perhaps one of the reasons why they might not want to go there is they don't want to deal with 
the inevitable recommendations that would come about a need for the state to... For to, ongoing measures. Yes, to step mm. in to mm. a greater degree because, you know, we've run this experiment around semi-privatised care and semi-for-profit care and we kind of know it doesn't work very well. Yeah, we saw yeah. how it went in the aged care uh, sector yeah. Um, yeah, where it was just impossible. Um, well, yeah. it's a great Achilles heel, the, the sort of marketisation of social services. It's happened yeah. particularly yeah. since the 90s and you can have the most wonderful ideas coming in as a government unless you're actually prepared to tackle that. You end up in a cul-de-sac around a whole range of areas from childcare, aged care, educate, take your pick. And it ends up yeah. being more expensive yeah. and more dysfunctional. Okay, well, we'll go with uh, we'll go with COVID for this category mm. and we'll move on to – now, this is an interesting one, actually, because as we said at the start, and I guess people say this sort of thing every year, but it feels like it actually means something this year, that it's been a, a pretty awful year. The war in Ukraine grinds mm. on. There's a whole new war in the Middle East, which we've been discussing. Um, there's Donald Trump, who is on the comeback. The, the right is on the rise in a whole number of places in Europe, uh, the, extreme, you know, the far right. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty kind of – it's been a bleak year, I think it's fair to say, uh, and it's still affected by a range of things. And, of course, that we've just been talking about COVID and, and, and war-related. So I think it's a, a hard one to pick out – a dominant figure. Last year, this is most effective political leader international. I don't know who, whether you've got any nominations. Do you have any? for this year? Hmm. Oh, it's no, it's it's it is actually quite challenging. I mean, it, it has been a, a bleak year in in international leadership. I mean, um, yeah, I, I guess when I think about it, like maybe Antonio Guterres, because he's been quite. He's been loud, but has he been effective? Well, exactly. You know what? Do you know what I mean? I mean, last year's winner was Volodymyr Zelensky, which was just I think we sort of that. Yeah, out and in I, about I, seven seconds. and frankly, I'd be tempted to go there again. Yeah. Um, Frank, do you have any? No, I think it, it's been one of those years where I don't think there has been a, a standout figure. Okay, well, I'm going to throw um, one further one into the yeah. into the mix then, and this sort of comes a bit oh. from left field, left field, but I'll argue it a little bit. Donald Tusk is the former head of the EU. He's returned to Poland to, to domestic politics. Uh, he's taken on the the Law and Justice Party, which has had mm. the, you know a right far right party that's had uh, a grip on a populist party that has been um, absolutely eroding democratic norms in mm. Poland, and he has uh, succeeded in um, in in achieving a vote of confidence in the Polish equivalent of the parliament, and has promised to restore democratic norms and 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 rules and procedures. And he's a person of great standing. He's been prime minister before, uh, and um, I think that's a ray of light. So, I'd I'd be inclined just to just for the sake of, of of saying something hopeful and having ended that awful piss or law and justice party. Mm. <laughs> that's its acronym. It's an unfortunate um, acronym. It is. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm happy to go there, uh, but. Um, Again, you know, like I say, mm. just because it's unfashionable, I don't think Zelensky's efforts at trying to keep Ukraine secure from that invasion should fall down the list either. So I'm happy with mm. either of those. Yeah. He would be our first uh, Polish awardee, I believe. Have we had a Polish? We, we haven't. No, no. We've no. had a German and New Zealander and a Ukrainian. Yeah. So. yeah. It's all very European, isn't it? It's, it is yeah. very we, we probably do need to um, think um, like in a broader a scope, but... Uh, 
you know. Um, yes, well, yeah. I mean, certainly not going to go to Argentina at the moment. <laughs> 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 um, you decide. I'm happy to go with with Donald Tusk for just for the for um. I mean, in the past, we have often actually given this to someone who who has won a big election, so that's that's a yeah. fair point. Mm. Yeah, and it's um, and it's a tough thing to do. Know. It was yeah. a, it, it's always a tough yeah. thing to do to dislodge these populists. That's mm. their strength, you know, mm. as they have movements. You know, as I heard um, old mate um, someone saying it that was my friend Jonathan Swan, who's now with the New York Times. Mm. Uh, he said that Donald Trump is the only candidate. Really, in 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 the race anywhere mm. that is the head of a movement rather than mm. just a party or a cult. Would yeah, be another well, term a cult. Would be, yes, yes. He was being polite. <laughs> yeah. um, it's yeah. always diplomatic. Time. Okay, that's mm. that's good. We'll go with Donald Tusk. Uh, I'll, I'll um, uh, arrange to we'll have let, their we'll awards. We'll let him know set. that he's, he's back. <laughs> <laughs> this will no doubt be be mentioned uh, yeah, in the. Uh, in, I think it's called the SEM or something. S S A G S E J M. But I'm, which which is which has excited the Polish people so much that they're all gathering around TVs and to watch proceedings in the in the parliament, the SEM. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sorry for those people who do speak Polish and actually know how it's pronounced. I'm sure I've got it wrong. <laughs> but um, I saw one headline was calling it SEMflix because they're actually putting. <laughs> Uh, they're actually putting it into a cinema so that people can go and watch Parliament together. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, that it, 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 it's, a, it's a moment of great relief for mm. anyone uh, who cares about justice and, and norms and the rule of law. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we need to uh, always, always mm. um, uh, celebrate those moments, particularly in years like this one. Um, what about domestically? Who do we think has been the most effective political? We, we, we'd sort of call it leader, but I think most Effective political operator is a better way, or or, or oh well, I suppose if you, yeah, if you're going for operators, I mean, or know. figure. I don't. I, well, let's not call it operator because that sounds like something for the New South Wales right. It does know? a bit something around the lazy Susan in the Chinese <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I think the the role played by you know Mon- Price and Mundine in in that, uh, unfortunately, yeah, in my view, mm. in that referendum, was an extraordinary. Political operation. Yeah, I didn't see it coming, and this is my naivety. And uh, I didn't see your answer coming either, and um, somewhat yeah. uh, on the back foot because it's yeah. a pretty good point you make. Well, I didn't see it coming because I, I assume they would be the head of an indigenous anti-voice campaign. Mm. What I didn't, I, I just did not see coming, and this is again my naivety, stupidity. Take call it. What you you know, like. put Gary Johns in there with them. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't see that the no case would have would, would actually. Essentially, have them as their front, their their face, their public yeah, face. Yes, and it turned out to be devastatingly effective. It was effective. absolutely devastating. Mm. Absolutely, I mean, maybe not decisive because of the the size of the the the, the yes majority, but it was certainly devastating. Yeah. Size of the no majority. The no majority. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, so, uh, so it may not have been the difference, but it was certainly devastating. Yeah, you're right. It's unknowable, but I think I think it is difficult to imagine. The counterfactual where the vote might have been as profoundly high if, if you didn't have the legitimising presence of Price and Mundine fronting the no campaign. Yeah, no, I think they account for the uh, yes, they certainly help account yes. for the size of that that uh, that uh, no majority. Yeah. Except in the ACT, of course, where well, they uh, cut no yeah. ice at all. No, nothing. Um, yeah. Where the sixty forty result for the no case was mm. reversed to a sixty forty yes vote yeah. in the ACT, and I just like to say that every time because that's where we're <laughs> broadcasting from. I, I 
uh, some quiet achievers. Chris Chris Bowen, he has been grinding out environmental and energy legislation all year. Oh, yeah, just Chris, sitting at the, that little the mill. Grinder, the grinder. Yeah, yeah, grinding out deals, you know. Yeah, you know well, I, mean? I suppose you'd have to put in there Tony Burke as well, who's managed yep. to get a lot of uh, legislation through in his role as both the minister which and some key legislation in relation to you know, uh, protecting casuals and the like, um, mm. protecting employees against wage theft, and these sorts of things right at the end of the year. And he's also done a good job as the manager of government business in the House. And I think the other one, and you mentioned him before, that we should put in this category as well, is Julian Lisa, because Julian Lisa was a frontbencher who resigned his position. We've had him on the podcast, of course. He's mm. very eloquent, very... Um, Calm and uh, and uh, I think um, clear communicator, and he he acted with principle and courage, mm, uh, okay. and uh, yeah. to me that counts for just about everything. Yeah, and when when you've got something, it to didn't. Lose, it wasn't so effective it, in the sense that it, mm. they didn't win, but that doesn't mean. Mm. I think I think it 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 was an important it was an important stand that he made, and and not one that you see very often these days. No, no. You do not see it enough. Um, you know. Well, the minister, I mean, he's a shadow minister, but ministers won't resign over anything anymore. I mean, anyone who's observed the the British system would, would know that at least that, that you know, the, the resignation continues to play a role. You know, I remember. And, you know, and right up until yesterday, yeah, actually, yeah, ministers indeed. actually resign over transgressions, but they mm. also resign over policy questions. Yeah, like put Robin Cook over the rock wall. I mean, you know, mm. really quite senior ministers. Yeah. But in a way they will not hear. And Lisa, not a minister, but a shadow minister, did have uh, something to lose and was prepared to risk it for, for, for principle, for his conscience. And I, th yeah. I think that was, um, whether you agree with the stand or don't, is yeah. kind of irrelevant. Yeah. Um, it was it was very admirable, I think. Are we happy so, to recognise uh, him? Yeah, I think so. You know, it was a great mm. exercise Good. Okay. of moral leadership. Well, this will mm. be a um, you know, the, the a feather in his cap after a year that uh, mm. he worked his guts out and mm. didn't get that result. Um, what about person of the year? Now that's one that we've given Zelensky before as well, um, and I think last year. We gave it to Sean Turnell, Professor Sean Turnell, did, who yeah. had. Um, we did, yes. Yeah, and and very popular it was too. Yeah. Um, and I think we also had in the mix Emmanuel Macron for saying, "I don't think I know." Uh, <laughs> Still, <laughs> was that only last year? Oh, no, it feels was, like five years. Was that twenty twenty one? It was twenty twenty one. Yeah, it was. So he actually got ago. it. Yeah. For, he got it for his French accent, mainly. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. It turns out he wasn't faking, unlike me. Um, and, so. I have a, a left field nomination. The, I think the the knitting Nana group won won a, a case against the New South Wales rather draconian protest laws. I think oh, just this, yes, just yesterday, yes, 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 yes indeed. You know, affirming some of our civil liberties and rights. Mm. So Stitched thank them you. up exactly. <laughs> Pearled them. So you know, thank you, knitting Nanas. That's my that's my uh, knitting Nanas. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's a, my that's a really good that's one. That's my uh, suggestion. Yeah. For, okay, yeah. knitting Nanas. We're going yeah. with knitting that. No, going, we, this is for person of the year. Per, we can just add an S. Is it? Person. Person. Well, we've given it to medical science and frontline workers, so we can have knitting nanas. And we, you know, and if, I think if, in the past we've given it to more than one person actually. Okay. Well, if so, we're going to have multiples, yeah. I did have one written down here, which you know is a little more sort of you know kind of goes back on some ground we've already covered. But I'm thinking of the frontline health workers in Gaza. 
right? Mm. The doctors, oh, yeah. the nurses, the people who are actually saving lives, mm. infants blown apart. Yeah. Um, uh, if if nothing else, I think it needs a mention, you it know, does. because yeah. it it is it is a, it is kind of a hell on earth that we see, mm. uh, yeah. and uh, and there are there have now been more UN workers killed in this crisis than any other crisis they've had UN um, uh, officers in. Um, there have been more journalists killed in this war in this short period of time than any other. It's it's a it is a very hyper violent place, mm, mm. and there are people there: ambulance drivers, frontline health workers, uh, first responders, uh, who are saving lives, and and losing their lives in some cases in the process. Well, that's hard to argue with, Mark. <laughs> I think it's, yeah. it's you think very, it trumps the ninny nanas, do you? Yeah, yeah, it's very it's very well put. I thought yeah. for one moment there. You were going to say, you know, Carlton Football Club finally, but um, well, I'm glad you. you it I was pulled, a more serious-minded approach. I, I pulled really back had. only because we didn't make the finals. Didn't make <laughs> we, the final we itself. Made the, the, we made the last four, and yeah, yeah, right. after many decades of suffering, it was pretty. pretty it damn was good. pretty damn good. Pretty yeah. damn good. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm, but no, I think that's a good, a, a very good uh, choice, actually. Okay, yeah. we got one last one. This yeah. is um, going oh, to be oh. Investor of the Year. I'm not, not sure why we're doing this last. Probably should have done Person <laughs> of the Year last, but we're going to do it. Maybe um, Angus can like some sort of wizardry. Put it in oh, exactly. Somewhere a bit more. Exactly. Um, this is the bottom line, I suppose. Yeah. Ding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Kerry Stokes has been nominated in this for uh, supporting the. Um, Case of defamation trial of Ben Robert Smith. Well, it's a hobby, isn't it? <laughs> I, I collected stamps when I was younger, and that can get expensive, uh, but it's not as expensive as this. And I don't really get it. I don't. I don't know really what it does for either Kerry Stokes or Channel Seven. This stuff, but I mean, I suppose the it does a lot for defamation lawyers. It, it does a lot. For, there's a lot of defamation. And they are yeah, they, suffering. They are, they, they are struggling. They are really the inflation. That's right. But um, one of them we've yeah. actually who I might have even been in that case. Um, we've had on this podcast, Dr. Matt Collins. I, he's oh, certainly yes, been yeah. involved, and in, he's a outstanding yeah. barrister. Yeah. Uh, SC. Yeah. Well, actually, I think um, it might yeah, be Casey. Yeah, you should butter him up yeah. in case uh, we ever mm. need him. We well, may need you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, look, in this case, it would be fair to say that it wasn't, in the end, a great investment. No, it wasn't a great mm. investment. Mm. Uh, what about um, uh, the aforementioned uh, Elon Musk? I mean, oh, he, he's yeah, not much yeah, of an yeah. investor, is he? I mean, he's obviously done pretty well for himself, the yeah. lad, but... Uh, um, well, yeah. you know, you have a go enough, you know. Yeah. If you have a go, you get a go. You do. I mean, that's what Morrison told us. <laughs> that's right. Once I haven't heard that one for years. <laughs> takes you back, doesn't it? It does, yeah. doesn't it? It's days. like hearing a word like grouse, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it, it takes you back. It's been a while. It takes you back, but it's a, it's not so much nostalgia as triggering. <laughs> it is a bit, yeah. Well, yeah. you know what? It's been a long time since we heard Fair Shake of the Sauce Bottle. Sauce Bottle. bottle. Kev, yeah. Kev, Kev, Kev. And people always say that sort of stuff. Yeah. I do yeah. all the time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, that is it for our. Have we, we, we? Did we decide? Sorry, we should decide. Of those two? Ah, oh, yeah. I guess it's an order of magnitude thing. <laughs> but I, I think we should give it to, to local homegrown talent, you know? <laughs> you know, I feel like we haven't. Um, Kerry, haven't... the award is on its way to you. <laughs> I hope it is some solace for some money lost on. That's right. 
causes that may not have worked out as well as you had hoped in all good faith and conscience. Mm. Sadly, not solid gold, mostly chocolate, but yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Mm. Now, all that remains for me to do is to thank our producers, um, Angus Blackman, the executive producer of this program, who works away tirelessly and you know, securing talent for us to talk to and the logistics and studio time and so forth. And Jack Fox, who sits in the control room and who makes mm. makes us sound um, easy on the ear, even if uh, some of the opinions you might disagree with. Um, and so we, we give our great thanks to them and for all the other support that we get here at ANU to do this podcast. And I should say thank you also, Maria, to all of our guests that we've had through the year. Wonderful guests. Thank yeah. you all. Uh, all. All of whom come along and uh, we, we've covered a lot of really important issues, international and national, and uh, and that's been always a great pleasure to do this. And, of course, a thanks to our listeners. Um, you are, of course, the point of all of this, the reason we do it. And we do get some some very favourable feedback from listeners and it does make it so so much worthwhile to you know to be in there every week. And we got this podcast. quite a few suggestions for awards, which we didn't get to today, but which were genuinely hilarious. So, yeah, that's true. So thank you. Thank you for that. So all I can say to you, Frank and Maria, is thanks for today. It's been fun mm. as always. And um, we'll be back doing some serious and non-serious things in 2024. Got to make sure I get the numbers right. Yeah. It's all about the numbers in politics. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> Yeah. Thanks, thanks Mark. Merry Christmas yeah. to And to thanks you to you, Mark, Mark, for, for yeah. steering the ship. Indeed. Or the sausage. <laughs> steering a sausage. I think you can get arrested for that. <laughs> we should have a, a river sausage bun race. Yeah. I don't I'll know why I said list. that. I'll put it yeah. on the list. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.